You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Job had no control over what took place. Job was a good man, a righteous man. He eschewed evil. He loved God. He was the greatest man of the East. And yet, look at all that took place. Some of you in your lives, I don't understand it. You've lived right. You've done right. You've raised families right. Yet I watch what you go through. It's perhaps the hardest thing of pastoring a church so long. I read an article some years ago. It said your pastor should only spend 10 to 15 years at a place because you get so attached to people and you see all the sorrows, you will not be able to be capable of meeting the needs of people. It needs a new person to come in. As I look in every section, in almost every row, if you've been here very long a length of time, I see sorrow. I see setback. I don't understand it. It hurts me to think of so many of you. It hurts me to see so many of our young children in elementary school have gone through heartaches in junior high and high school and college. It's a grief. I, I can give you illustrations of day one when school would begin. College, I think of several years ago, a, a young girl finally came after all those years of saving money and so excited and the day she got here, the day she got here, she received word that an entire family unraveled itself at home. Well, the perfect family, the perfect home. Yes, something was discovered and everything, everything was just destroyed. I want to speak to you tonight on the subject, what happens, happens. I have control over me. I'm responsible for anger. I can control, I, I, I have to get that, that's my job. Bitterness, carnality, deceit, envy, fear, gossip, hatred, ill will, jealousy, the, the love of money, all that's my, I'm responsible for that. I can handle that. I can say, I need to say no to sin and the flesh. I'm, I, I'm responsible. That's not on God's plate, that's my plate. But I cannot handle a lot of things in life. I have no ability to change what God's doing or any ability to change what people do. I cannot control inflation, our prime rate, our interest rates. I cannot control the economy. I cannot control Washington, D.C., or Sacramento, or Santa Clara, for that matter. I, I cannot control when people attack and when people get bitter and when people betray. I cannot control when people lie. I cannot control when people are hateful and gossip and they hurt and they have a vindictive spirit. I cannot control that. That's part of life that just happens. What happens, happens. I, I don't know what you're going through today, but here's a man, Job, that was going through difficulties in life. Turn with me to uh, Acts chapter 20, please. My life verse, and I finally, after all these years, 
this last year claimed Acts 20, 24. And, and you were here, I preached that message because it, 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 from my graduation from college so many years ago, it's typed on a little three by five card. He said, Jack, I wanna give you this verse. And all through life, the Bible says, I want you to read Acts 20, 24 with me. Ready, begin. But none of these things move me. You know, what happens, happens. Paul said what happens, happens. None of these things move me. What things? Go back, if you would, to verse 22. And now, behold, I go bound in the Spirit, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. But he said, I do know that there's going to be bonds and affliction. I know there'll be pressure. I know there'll be hard things. But none of them move me. I want you to know tonight that what happens, happens. And when you have something that you have no control over, you cannot, you cannot pace the floor and walk at night and fear and be frustrated. What happens, happens. You deal with you, but what God allows to happen and what man may do to you, it happens. I, 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 I wonder, based on what I preached this morning from Lamentations 4.1, when the gold becomes dim, I wonder who's going to have the phone appointment with the doctors. They come in this week. It nearly happens every week around here. Somebody has something serious. I can't control if they tell me this week I have a terminal illness. As far as I know, I don't. They put a, they put a camera in my brain. They found nothing there, so things are looking okay. They put a, a camera in my throat. And, and they, came, they said, there's nothing wrong in there. Well, something's wrong, I'll tell you that right now. But, but, but as far as I know, I'm healthy. He said, nuts, I thought you were going to die. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to stay around and torment you as long as I can. You know, Job could change the circumstance. Paul said, look, look, I can worry all night, but none of these things move me. I'm not going to let what happens, happens to me, uh, derail my life. My wife and I were talking this week, and she said to our class this morning, we're, we're too old to, we, we, to make mistakes. We want to love this journey of life. I don't want to go to bed tonight angry at anyone in my life, mad at anyone in my life. Well, what about when they attack you? That's part of the, that's part of the territory. That's part of life. When God gives you responsibility, there are going to be, when you say rise up and build, there'll be some that say rise up and oppress. I don't understand why, why your kids won't let you see the grandkids. But what happens, happens. Doesn't mean you can't pray. Doesn't mean that you cannot fast. Doesn't mean that you cannot cry. But friend, you're not going to change that son-in-law, that daughter-in-law, when they don't allow you to see the kids. Well, I don't think it can go on. You have to go on. What happens, happens. When I was there at the wedding of our kids and now they're divorced, okay, I'm not happy about it. You're not happy about it. But what happens, happens. You, you can't throw a talent on God. You can't throw a talent on life. I have three pictures I pulled off my shelf this week. 
three people that, that epitomize what happens, happens. And I won't say long because it drives you crazy with my mother and dad. And I could make a list of all the things that happened in their life. The cancer, the stroke, the dementia that came in, the accident on the Dumbarton Bridge, the accident at the ball field, 90% deaf my dad his whole life, and then they did surgery to let him hear, and it failed. Disappointments in life, sorrows in life that I won't even mention this pulpit, not sin, but sorrows. But I'll tell you what happened, that old 1953 Chevy station wagon on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, it started itself and drew, drove us six miles to church and tithed every Sunday and sang in the choir every Sunday and for 33 years sat right here and went home to be with the Lord at age 94. I just, it happens. The things that happen, it just happens. The things that happened to that sweet 91-year-old woman when she died, life happens, it happens. The, the Great Depression, they lived through it. The Dust Bowl, they lived through it. They lived through World War II and they lived through all the wars and, and they lived through all the, 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 the run on the bank. They lived through it all. And they enjoyed the journey. I have, you've heard me preach on about uh, that Jim and Donna Tucker. I love those people, just country folks that moved up from the south up to Rockford, Illinois, and they both worked in the factories. Jim was just a country boy. He died in his 90s, she died in her 90s. They took me under their wing when I was in college. When I began to serve the Lord in Illinois at my father-in-law's church, oh my goodness, that was 50, 51, 52 years ago. They were so good to me. And they fed me and they cared for me. Jim Tucker was just one of those country boys that never got in a hurry. He talked slow. He acted slow. He was a hard worker. Well, I'm not suggesting he was lazy. He just was, hey, say, Brother Jim, we got to go. You and I got to work on the buses tonight, Brother Tucker. We got to pull the head on this one little, uh, this Chevy straight six. We got to pull the head on that thing tonight. He'd say, sitting on ready. I said, are we ready to go? Sitting on ready. Let me eat some more of these beans from the garden. We need some. He goes, oh, he had those green beans, you know. Sitting on ready. I said, you ready? I mean, come on, let's go. Go uptown. Go to Thelma Get a bottle pop. But let's go. Let's do something. Come on now. Are you ready to go? And, and he'd say, yeah. I was just sitting on. So many things happen in their lives. Disappointment. But when life happens, it happens. You can't change it. How you doing, brother? Doing great, doing fine. And then my great friend, Brother Bobby Robertson. All the sorrows and the heartaches and the disappointments and the blessings, yes, but he just said, brother, 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 I, I, I've told you so many illustrations, I won't tell them all. Brother Treber, let's just slow down. It, it'll be okay. 
I mean, I, he told me, it'll be okay. I said, no, it won't be okay. You're goofing off. We, we have to go to the airport and catch the flight. No, Brother Treber, you're worrying too much. Slow down. We got time. No, Brother Bobby, we don't have time. We have to get to the airport. Well, they'll wait for us. I mean, that was, that was the idea of his life. He just, no, we're, we, no, no. now I'm, I'm talking, he was organized, church started on time, he had it ready to go, but, but he was just country. Slow down, Brother Cheaper. Now, he, he came, now he had a larger ministry than us, he had the world's, the nation's largest bus ministry outside of a, a church with a college, and it's just an amazing thing, all run by lay people, and the great large school, many times larger than ours, and I mean, he was just an amazing man and an organized man, but he would come here, and he, he just, he never had a staff meeting. He had faculty and staff. He didn't know what to do with them, so they, you know, the, the principal took care. But, but, but he said, you know, I'd like to see one of those staff meetings you have. I said, with the church, he didn't, he didn't really have a church staff. I mean, the church was 3,800, 3,900, and he just, brother, this guy did this, and this guy, his cousin led the music, a businessman, in the choir, it was just awesome, uh, Brother J.C., and, 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 and he said, what, this, what, what, show me what you do in a staff meeting. And I think he was just sort of playing with my mind, but just so country. I'll get where I'm going. What happens, happens. College students, while well, you're here for these four years, something's going to happen, several somethings are going to happen. You may not like it, but it happens. And get ready because that's the remainder of life. It's going to happen. Getting laid off from the job happens. Having a terrible roommate happens. A car accident, God forbid, it happens. A phone call from home, it happens. You're sick in a hotel, in your dormitory, it happens. Turn with me in your Bible, please, if you will. And, and I want you to see Job chapter 7, where you were. Job chapter 7. As you turn to Job 7, <clears throat> the Bible makes it very clear that God has everything in the control. Is there not an appointed time to man upon the earth? Is, is there not a time? God says, I've got a time for you, son. I, I'm not going to go ahead of God's time. I'm not going to go behind God's time. My days are determined by God. Go with me to chapter 14, chapter 14, and verse number, pardon me, verse number five. Seeing that his days are determined, the numbers of a month are, 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 are with thee, uh, for thou hast appointed his bounds, he cannot pass. God says that, that I have a time to live and whatever experience has come in my life, not, nothing touches me but that's fil filtered through a hand of a loving almighty God. And so why should I get, why should I worry or fret? Why should I get all disturbed? Why should I get a, a antagonistic and, and upset? I, I love the song and you don't have to turn there but I will, 437 the song was written in 1950. And I can recall we'd sing this in church in the 50s. I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. 
how to borrow from its sunshine, for its clouds may turn to gray. I don't worry o'er the future, for I know what Jesus said, and today he walks beside me, for he knows what lies ahead. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand. I don't understand all that God's doing, but I know who holds tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. Stop the fret, because what happens, happens. Stop the nervousness because what happens, happens. And whatever touches your life, whatever touches my life, God knows all about it. We have a tendency, why am I handle this? I'm gonna take it. I'm not talking about just sitting around and being lazy and not doing your job. But I'm talking about when life throws you a curveball. <coughs> pardon me, or when life throws you, pardon me, something that's difficult. You can't spend your life complaining and spending your life from the sorrows and the heartaches and disappointments. You have to move forward. Turn with me to Psalm 31, please. And you're being patient tonight as we turn to these scriptures. Psalm 31. Notice what the Bible says. Verse 1, in thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Verse 14 I trusted in thee, O Lord. I said, thou art my God. Verse 15, my times, listen to this, my times are in thy hand. Your experience, you're going through, what happens, happens. What you're going through, God says, that's part of my time. Understand it. I know about tomorrow. Go to Psalm 62, please. Psalm 62, verse number six. Let's read six, seven, and eight emphasis on verse eight. Verse six, ready, Psalm 62, six, ready, begin. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is God. Here it is. Trust in him at all times, ye people. Just trust God. Where you find yourself, just trust him. I have a terminal illness, and I, I hurt, and I weep, I, I'm sorry for you, and my heart aches. But you cannot begin to charge God foolishly. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8, please. Mrs. Strofe, who sang for us tonight, right before the message, and my wife, her sisters, their mother was dying in 1970, 45 years of age. And she was in room 828. My wife said her and her dad would take those stairs and walk up to that eighth floor to room 828. And they claimed Romans 828. Read it together, will you please? The Bible says this, go. And we know that all things work together for good. And so some Christians, okay, see, I don't love God enough. No, no, don't go down that path. He loved you for salvation and you loved him. You put your trust in him, you're saved. And God says it's all going to work together for good. I still do not see any good in the hope going of your mother 52 years ago, October 4th. I don't see any good there. But it does say, and we see that all things work together for good. It says we know. 
Why? Because God knows what I don't know. I, one day he'll make it plain to me. One day I'll understand all that God has done and when things that have happened have happened, I don't understand it. I don't like it. I may not agree with it, but the fact is that's where God has me. Romans, we all, we know what happens. God says what happens, happens. Years ago, I preached a message, you decide before you must decide. I have decided that if one day I get old like Brother Jose down here, and his daughter sitting right next to him. One day I get old, and if, God forbid, I'm alone in life, and my wife has gone before me, I don't know what the case will be. And I moved into a nursing facility. I can't get to church. I, those things happen. I have prayed. I've tried to decide already. I've tried to make the decision that I'm gonna be a pastor in the rest home, the nursing home. I wanna sing in there. They never put me on the cue card here, so I'm gonna sing. I'll say Jack Trevor would be singing Friday night on his concert, but y'all come. It'd be great. I'll be there by myself, I'm sure. I wanna die a happy camper. I wanna die kind. I wanna one day if the Lord tarries and he, he takes me home. I don't want to be bitter and upset and mad and angry. I want, to, I want to live my life like my mother and dad did to the last and sometimes confused at the end. But all I can hear on my phone is my wife and him saying, in the sweet by and by. And he got those words right. And he got the hymns right. And he, his mind would go here and there. One day I walked in and I said, hello, mother. And she said, who are you? That hurt me. But she didn't know, and after a while, she go, oh, you're my son. I said one time to my dad, a couple of years later, I said, Dad, how you doing? He goes, who are you? I said, well, who do you think I am? He goes, you're my doctor. I said, no, I'm not your doctor. I'm better than that. And after a few minutes, he caught hold of me. He goes, you're my son. Well, if you ever had a parent in that condition, it's hard to see that. But oh, we'd start singing together, he'd get happy. He'd say to me, he'd say to me at times, he said, now, now son, where's your mother? I said, where's, where? I said, dad, you know where mom is? Oh, I don't know, she left early this morning. She hasn't been back all day. She was already in heaven by then. He, there was a piano, we had a, some of our music from KMBB, from uh, uh, CDs we had, as a piano playing. And I said, turn that down, son. Your mother's been playing that piano all day long. She was in, she was in heaven. But I like the fact that he, he would know those things about heaven. You know, what happens, happens, folks. I don't want anything ill to happen to you, but I can't control it. You can't control it. Look what it says in chapter 8, verse 31. If God be for us, who can be against us? Verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of, love of Christ? What, what's going to, when, when these things happen, what's going to separate you? Tribulation, our distress, our persecution, our famine, our nakedness, our peril, our sword. Verse 37, nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. For I am persuaded, read verse 38, 39 with me. Ready, begin. 
For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities. I don't know why all these things happen, but they happen. Paul had a thorn in the flesh, and he besought the Lord, 2 Corinthians 12, he besought the Lord three times to remove it, and God chose not to remove it. And he goes, most gladly, therefore, will I glory in mine infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I'm pausing because I'm thinking if I should say this or not. The vast majority of you don't know that the day Ronald Reagan was shot, something happened in my heel. And from that, it's gone through my whole body. It, it just, it's 24 hours a day pain all these 40-some years. One of the sweetest deacons is here tonight. We've been friends for 45 years. He said with some other fellows two weeks ago, Pastor, should we pray together over you that God would let you sleep and remove this pain? And I thought, and he knows. I said, please, I didn't want to be rude. I said, I don't think I want it to leave. God gave it to me. I don't want it to leave. You know, friends, what happens, happens. People notice I don't turn my head very well, and they'll say, what, what happened? I say, well, an old war injury. I've never been in the military. They say, what war were you in? I'll all say, World War I. And that, that normally gets them laughing, and we forget about it. What happens, happens. When things happen to you this week, they're not out of your control. They just happen. God's people, I... I think I, you, you put up with my voice long enough. I have so much more scripture I'd like to get to. I'm saying God's in control. Would you take your psalm book? Let, let's look at a psalm or two. Would you take your psalm book and go to 421? Please. This old song, there is an unseen hand to me. Let's read this. Let's read it together. See, God, 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 whatever happens, God knows. Read it with me, will you? Just the first stanza. There is an unseen hand to me that leads to ways I cannot see. While going through this world of woe, this hand still leads wherever I go. I'm holding to the unseen hand that guides me through this dreary land. And some sweet day, I'll reach that strand, still holding to. Hold your psalm book there, please. Hold that hand this week. You dear folks, many of you face obstacles greater than I've ever faced. Carry burdens heavier than I've ever known. Be not dismayed when every time God will take care of you. Because what happens, happens. Would you turn in your psalm book to page... 254. When you get to 254, our, our dear brother Harold, who was our associate for so many years here, 
pastors in Kentucky, this was his favorite song. The, the lady that wrote the words to it in 1882 was married to a wonderful man. That man and that lady had a four-year-old little girl. One day in the busyness of his business, he took the day off and they decided to go to the, the park to have a picnic. While there, he saw another child, a young man, and he got out in that water and was drowning. That little four-year-old girl and that dear wife watched that husband and dad go out to the lake and seek to rescue that boy. But what happens so often with a drowning victim, they take control. And they fight you in those last moments. And he began to fight that man and wrestle with that man and fear gripped him. And that lady and that daughter watched their husband and that dad go under the water. It's a very difficult time for her, raising that child alone. One day she wrote these words, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve him this week.